Hello, uh, Lolo here. Uh, so before we start the episode, I just want to give a kind of a notice uh, about this particular episode. Uh, nothing like bad or anything, uh, actually something uh, very good. Uh, this movie is somewhat obscure, so it's might be likely that you've not seen it. Uh, so I am actually going to go ahead and give a spoiler warning for this episode. We kind of talk about, well, the entire movie and that will spoil some things that if you had not seen it before, you might want to watch fresh. Uh, I will go ahead and say, we put this one in the Mastercraft uh, section. So it's a very good movie, and I highly recommend you watch it. And I highly recommend that you watch it before listening to this episode. Okay, so with that, let that restart. This week on Media Delta, Red Line. It's a movie so energetic, it's like rubbing cocaine on your gums. Hello and welcome to an interesting episode of Media Delta. Uh, I'm going to fully admit this one is not actually uh, it. Okay, it's partially based on a game. You bullshitted the fuck out of it. Yeah, because uh, also at some point uh, I'm just accepting the reality that Media Delta is at some point just going to be uh, become uh, Lolo wants to just talk about this thing for a while and going to drag some people along with him. Uh, so. This is as close, I would say, this is as close to an F-Zero movie that we're ever going to get. Uh, keep on forgetting that there was actually an F-Zero anime. Um, Punch it yeah. in the Milky Way. Yeah, uh, we're talking about Redline today, uh, which is a very, it's an experience. Calling it a movie is kind of short-selling it because there's just a lot of things to talk about with this movie. Uh, it is a movie that was direct. Uh, let's see, came out in two thousand nine, uh, directed by one Takeshi uh, Koike or Koike, maybe that's how you pronounce that. Um, yeah, who has a few other things under his belt. Um, also, all very weird, if memory serves. Uh, like one he did before this, uh, he actually did apparently a TV pilot for uh, Iron Man. Um, like there's going to be an Iron Man anime. Also, the pilot for Afro Samurai. Um, one of his other, uh, I, I guess one of his other big things that he's known for, uh, even though it's not super well known for, uh, is he was a director for a movie called Funky Forest in Japan, which was this really weird, uh, or, oh, excuse me. He wasn't the director for that. He was director in an animated thing of that. Uh, but I believe he was involved in other things with that. Nonetheless, uh, he has a, he has a very interesting uh, style. Oh, actually, no, I'm looking, I scrolled down and to see all the things he's worked on. Uh, like, say, for example, uh, Goku Midnight Eye or Cyber City Oedo 808 or uh, Wicked City um, or Ninja Scroll. All of which are fantastic. And Card Capture Sakura, which is nothing like the others. Uh, I see. This, this person has basically haunted all of our favorite shows as a ghost. Do you not call Wicked those... City my favorite show? I How fucking dare you? He has a very pronounced style, so to speak. Uh, and that has only gotten more so of age. So yeah. Um, yeah, normally we have our question format of where we have our kind of set questions. However, there's so much to talk about with this and we kind of have a full uh, cast, which actually I just realized probably should introduce you all. So uh, let's go ahead and do that now. Hi, this is Carnival, and 
we gotta use a, th a fourth nitro cap. This is Chachi, and if you're on four nitro heavy, watch this windmill slam six platinum nitro. Hi, I'm Deathmaster780. Still not making a quip here. He just did though. Hi, I'm Max. Uh, don't use that many nitro caps. That's dangerous. Hi, I'm Dorpotypist, and I'm here for love. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, what we're going to do this time is we are essentially going to go round robin uh, and just basically bring up something about the movie and we are going to continue going on uh, until we can't think of anything more things to talk about or we just want to be done with it. Because um, there's a lot of things to talk about here. So I guess, Carnival, that brings us to you. Uh, what would you like to talk about? I guess we should start on just explaining the plot, which it's Wacky Races, but it's wacky races where the racing committee deliberately goes after the most absurd, politically dangerous parts of the galaxy because it makes them more money. Yeah, this kind of this is a thing that it seems like you would have like it. It simultaneously would be better or worse if you gave any sort of backstory to this. Uh, there technically was some backstory to this uh, in a film, was it Trava? Trava Fist Planet. Yep. Uh, which um, does go a little bit into some of the characters that appear in this. Uh, but yeah, this, I, I kind of like the fact that it just kind of drops you in the middle of nowhere uh, with a lot of things happening. There's a lot happening. In media res, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you kind of can you can kind of get the general gist of it. It's more the characters that are kind of out there. Like the plot itself is somewhat simple, but you're not like it's a basic racing plot. Yeah, just it, it, with a lot more guns and explosions, cars over water like rocks and other explosions. crazy things. And funky boy, and, <laughs> and funky boy, which is a giant bio monster. There's some really good names in this movie, but that will be something probably someone might want to bring up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, do you want to go more into the plot? It's just, it's, it, the best thing about it is like, it shows that it's very good at showing there's a lot more things going on in the world, but it never gets mired in them that the core focus is it's this race. It's like, that's why it, the best part of the ending is like the movie, the race is over, we're done. Bye. We're not going to go and talk about any of the implications of what just happened. The race is over. Yeah. It's, it's literally called Red Line, and it's about the Red Line, and that's it. Yeah, you only get the little intro at, like, the yellow line to explain the Red Line. Like, you get to see, what, like, the last five minutes of the of the yellow line? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. It's the second half of the... Yeah. Um. Which is, it's much... We don't know much about the world that Yellow Line is set on, but it seems much tamer than uh, than Red Line itself. Like Red Line, they just threw all in with going for the most dangerous location they could possibly consider, to the point where other racers dropped out, which is why the main character got to be a racer in it. Yep. Because uh, well, the first thing that happens, or right at the end of the Yellow Line, is that his uh, oh, what would you describe him as? Basically, his okay. Is yeah, a mechanic. A mechanic, but so does yeah. Pops, so it's a little strange to figure place him exactly. Yeah. Uh, They're both mechanics. The, mm -hmm. One of the mechanics uh, straight up sabotages them because he is in debt with the Mafia. 
Well, uh, Gramps is is more of a he gets the parts and all that. He procures everything needed. Specifically, it's... old man is referred to throughout the film as. Yeah, he, he procures everything. It's uh, it's Frisbee who does all the the work. Yes, An another really good name. Frisbee, um, great. Just an alien named Frisbee. Yep. I guess I, I guess since it's a Japanese film, they could actually get away with it, unlike say um, Mrs. Frisbee, Secret of Nim. But that's something else. Um, yep. So is there? Is, it, is that all you wanted to go over? Yeah, that's all I'll go for now. So, all right, Chachi. I have so many things, but a lot of them unconsciously style. I think all of us would have too when we started. Is less of a film specific kind of experience. It definitely wants you to see it in that very pronounced, really hard shadow as possible. And there is not a lot of work. Some things brief seconds, but it is all inserted itself. It is demonstratively 200% what. So much so, it took them years and years and years and years to hand draw all that. Now. If red, if red line, it's just a constant barrage. Okay. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Like I said, it, there are not many things that have a style like this. Uh, even though you can kind of see that it's trying to ape style from other things, but then again, it it, it very much is kind of its own thing. Like especially, like JP and like JP looks like, uh, I mean he's going for the Yankee thing or like the uh, like traditional like fifties greaser kind of thing, uh, complete with incredibly massive pompadour, which is uh, very impressive and plot important and plot important. Um, yeah, this is. One that even if you've seen it before, it is one that this is a movie you can watch over and over again. It's about as simple a popcorn movie. Yes. Which definitely do not want to say that in terms of a bad bad way. No, uh, it is no, very not much at all. It's just if you just want to sit down and watch something that you can just pop popcorn in your in your face without even really having to think much about it and just enjoy the spectacle that is Redline. It's perfect. It does help to have a little bit of self control. You may start hooting and hollering and get your popcorn every. Yes. Returning from of the sound and the, uh, Max and I were of the sound system at one point um, without sports, basically a sound effect in the film. I think the space that we were about twenty one decibels below that. It was like get. It was so loud. Uh, absolute. If you have an opportune sound system, everything becomes more pronounced. Every single track, even the line track that that starts the movie off. Um, it's a very base. There's a lot of pretty clever direct. You just, you have to be able to, everything, everything viscerally, almost, almost uncontrollably. Yes. Uh, this movie has a really, like the soundtrack for it is somewhat simple, but it's exactly what you need it to be. I it's mean, really it, it does its job, but also like, Strachi was mentioning the sound design is absolutely incredible and just really adds to the movie. Oh yeah. Also. Oh yeah. I was just. I was just saying. I was agreeing. You could also break down lines of tracks. Mood. A lot of people. This particular track in a builds a good dream focus on how do as invested in what every time you are. It is a high BPM, and most of the tracks that play during races are the same BPM, so much so that suspect. I, I haven't sat down and done the movie rather than analyze it, but I'm pretty sure that it put a stopwatch from the word go to the start of the credits. 
I'm pretty sure every beat in yellow line, every time it appeared, all as the tracks that are swinging and whatnot, I think it maintains silently throughout the film. It's a suspicion, but it's a strong one. Additionally, about the, the sound design Poe was flirting with, and I, I'm not going to go too hard into this because I know he wants to talk about it, everybody has sound. Sort of, it's a little bit like Peter and Marie characters are identifiable in tone to each person, persona rather, because they're larger than life. The first bar, or maybe two bars of what's going on, yup, this guy's about to have some time on the screen, is one of the strong, really tight race. The, <laughs> the unintentional. Uh, it's also really good because like half the songs say their fucking names in them too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. How do you know this is Machine Head song? Well, the lyrics are literally just Machine Head. Yeah. We don't like most of the motifs aren't that long. We gotta get. We have. We only have our short time. We gotta make the point and go. Well, mm -hmm. each character theme is like a minute long or a minute and change. I say, scrolling through them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, the soundtrack is on Spotify, isn't it? Uh, I don't know if it is, but you can find it super easy on YouTube. Yep. It is available through Malevolent and... Yep. Um, so you good? Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright, Death. So, yeah. I like the way this movie looks. Like, it has a billion different unique designs, like every character, car, setting. It's like a giant clash of styles, and they're all... and they all work together. Okay, you good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Max. Um. Well, I we've seen this movie several times, uh, in both English and uh, in Japanese. And what really gets me is the absolute quality of the dub of this movie. Um, a lot of times I tend to prefer subtitle because it just. The, the line delivery is, tends to be flat or they're just not in it. But you know, for this, the actors went all in on their roles. They loved do what they did. The, uh, the writer who translated it from Japanese did spectacular in not just translating it, but giving the characters this per, their personas in English that when you watch the subtitle, does not carry over. So if you watch the subtitle version and you don't understand Japanese, you are losing out on so much of the character's personality that the dub absolutely And it just, just even thinking about that just blows my mind because of how mediocre dub can Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at like the voice casting and it's, it's a lot of, you know, standard, like, uh, Animated. There's a, names in voice acting. Yeah, like you got your Patrick Seitz, got Michelle Ruff, Liam O'Brien, uh, Sam Regal, uh, Jameson Price. I'm just looking over at the ones that I recognize. I can't remember seeing people that you you've heard them before, and you probably be able to recognize several of them just from the first lines of their characters. Liam O'Brien, for example. But yeah. they just they really went all in. Not only the mercilessly on overly because they often come off anytime i hear the word senpai or something i immediately we're going to get something correct and sickly there has not been in the process in that culture the contextual so, flat dubbing is one thing that's something that people handle on but 
finding facial expressions that people weasel in a couple of extra flexible with very carefully attempts so, so much to the experience. For just a quick example, um, it's even just one word, but when, um, when the main character, JP, finds out that they are getting, or that they want him to get a very powerful engine, in the subtitles, he says something like, excellent to that. The dub says, bitchin'. And that just really hits for the character, for his excitement in a such stronger way than just the literal translation of excellent would have been. And that's really, that simple example really shows the care that was put. Yeah. There, that, yeah, there's, there's a lot of uh, kind of I, the dub, like, especially if you're watching a version that's subtitles, because it, I believe that the subtitles are for more the Japanese version. They're 100% Japanese subtitles. Uh, so you get yeah. to see the differences in real time. Uh, and it is, I the dub is very has a whole lot more character. Sorry, I couldn't get better subtitles. Fuck you. No, that, I mean that is every version. <laughs> of... We've got the we've got the Blu-ray, and that's just what the subtitles are. Yeah, yeah. no, that's in general what they are because essentially what you need to do is make two different fucking sets of subtitles, and that's a pain. Yep. Yep. And no one wants to pay for that unless you're Bubblegum Crisis, in which you have the version that is uh the ones that is. Matches the dub and one that uh, is also matches the, or they both match this up. However, one of them uh, changes the subtitle coloring depending upon what character speaks. And it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, I have seen it be more of a thing recently. I, I say looking at the Funimation side. Because, like, with their simul dub stuff, they will just straight up do subtitles for the dub as well as different ones. See, but that's, guess... just, that's just splitting hairs. Yeah. Also, I will say, Chachi. I'd argue that if you leave in honorifics, it's not a good translation in the first place, but... Well, it's got a good localization. It's just not... Localization, I guess. No, you shouldn't keep them in anyway, because you're not actually no. translating those at that point. You're right, you know, you absolutely shouldn't, but, like... Or, or things like senpai is just leaving in an untranslated word. It's it's dumb. Now, there are no. cases... There are cases where I would say leaving in an untranslated word won't work if it, like, breaks flow. Like, if it's, like, something where it's written versus spoken, sometimes an untranslated word work. In general, no. But yeah, once again, splitting hairs. Yeah. Uh, so you good? All right, Torpo. You were wrong, Chachi. <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about the fucking unrelenting energy of this goddamn movie. It is, it is absolutely incredible the whole way through, just starting with Yellow Line all the way through Red Line. Like, so... With Yellow Line, it even starts, there's, like, this escalation of insanity before Yellow Line is over, and then there's this lull that is this setup to Red Line. And even then, there's some ridiculous shit going on, like your good buddy Lynchman fucking fucking with the <laughs> space laser. In space. Superhero Venus and Butthead. Yeah, or, or fucking the planet Supergrass princess just dicking around all over planet what was it, Robo World? It was Robo World. Yeah. yeah. Very, very intricate names. Very complicated. <laughs> but just so, like, between, like, ignoring that lull, just once you get into the proper red line race, it's just this constant escalation with no downturn. 
it is a movie that is incredibly intense, supremely energetic, and fucking unrelenting. There is no room to breathe during either of the races in that goddamn movie. It just keeps going. Things keep happening nonstop. It keeps getting more insane. And then a man's car peels away to reveal a trike. And then he blows that up to launch over the finish line. Like, yep. uh, it's, it's incredibly stupid, but in a way that's deeply enjoyable. And the movie itself gets you so fucking pumped. Ugh. Oh, it's just pure raw energy, and it's it's great. Yeah, also it incredibly chaotic. Hype train and never gets off. It says yeah. something about sweat drenched, exhausted of all of the principal. More or less, it completely spends you. It is like post coitus. You're just you're out of gas. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing. Um, <laughs> To, to build on something, the thing that's really has so many details, I'm, I'm struggling to find her there for no reason. Now, granted, sometimes the reason to put a detail in Redline is just because it's cool. What's because it's fucking problem? awesome. Yeah, and because it's completely awesome, to be fair, is a complete... But as you, as you go back and watch the film more, you start to pick up on things more sense on subsequent viewings. For example, when Ed first makes his personal debut in the film funky, bombastic anthem, you see Sonashi McLaren kind of lean forward in her seat in the restaurant and give her give a little wave. Like, what's all that about? Maybe another racer is greeting her. But during Redline, when Sonashi's car is ripped to shrinking at the car with concern, our sweet JP for probably at least 10 years. Since he was a kid. Yeah, since they were both children. Also, Sonashi and Machine Head are the only people in the film who have steam lights, platinum nitros. Those two are family. Yeah. Which is, I think it's, I think it's really, really impressive, basically billing itself in the right as we're just going to go like an hour and a half straight and you best hold on is still doing atmospheric and subtle storytelling. Or rather, it is no... Yes. Okay. Uh, you got on that torpo? I will say, the only particularly chill song I can think of off the soundtrack is the fucking credits theme. Yeah. Uh, because that at that point, it's you basically run out, and you're just coming down from that fucking high. Yeah. And it's about love. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because that's no. the only other... The rest of them, especially the Lynchman theme, <laughs> are, are a real... a real layer case. It's, it's just... It's so... I mean, it's it's really great just the whole way through. I, I still love... Like, every racer is fucking ridiculous and over the top. Every single fucking one. Though I still appreciate the uh, two... Oh, fuck, what were their names? The ones who had to pump their car to drive it. Yeah, them. Who were nothing but shrieking the entire fucking time. <laughs> just non-fucking-stop losing their goddamn minds, and that's basically how I felt. Just bizarre goblins hopping around and capering. They're probably the only humans in the entire movie. Yeah, it is very much a, um, you very much tell the, uh, wacky 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 racist influence in this movie. Damn. Yeah, Japan loves wacky races. 
again, Mike and Reese is great. Topic to work with. Stupid, fun, cannonball run, but every. Yes. Like racing stories don't really have much. So it's got to really depend on the characters and wacky races and its ilk and redline really make the characters. Yes. That's the refreshing thing. At no point does it feel, if anything, it's walking straight up and looking at you to question it. No, it's it's fucking great. I love it. Yeah, that's that's it for me for now. Wait, 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 wait. What? What do you? Th- oh, I want to feel it. Yeah, what's <laughs> happening in my hands? I want to touch it. Money that looks like it was wrapped around a chocolate bar at some point. Ah, oh, yes. It, also, um, how do you feel about rubbing cocaine on your gums? Oh, yes. <laughs> that is a yeah, very. They- Mm. visceral scene just the way the the motion while that's happening which one that happens multiple times first he does it himself and it's actually kind of low-key and there's a lady who fucking jams that shit in his goddamn face (laughs) delicious neck and causes his face to deform and completely in fucking brushes his goddamn teeth with cocaine it's great yeah and the whole time he's mad about it. I mean, not about the cocaine specifically, but he's all grumpers about, like, not getting his money. Like, how can you have that much cocaine in your system and the big bap in your face and you're still pissed off? Okay, but Ears here's the bigger question. What if he didn't have either of those? How much worse would he be? Oh, I see. He, that, that, was, that was him on a good day. Yeah. Oh, no. You, you see, he's built up such a resistance to both that it's just like you would give him dead shock taking it away from him <laughs> yes um so um i i guess the thing that if i were to talk let's see um like i i guess i just kind of want to go over the more more in depth to, to make sure that we cover just how wacky it gets uh, just all the characters in this movie and just how good of the character design is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to say Sanashi's full name, which is Sanashi Cherry Boy Hunter McLaren, which is okay, really but good. But she makes it apparent that that was a nickname given to her. But still, Sanashi Cherry Boy Hunter McLaren is a lot of good. Uh, also, JP apparently stands for James Punkhead, which is also very good. <laughs> <laughs> so never forget that Mr. Sweet James Punkhead won the race because of his fucking ducktail. Uh also we got uh Old Man Mole, who's really good. Mm-hmm. He's never uh, actually that, named in the movie, is he? He's like I, very, the name the name is mentioned like once, but it's basically the spider mechanic guy who is also who's really good. Like if you if you've seen Spirited Away. He's like the spider guy from that, except wearing uncomfortably tight clothing. Uh, and also has a as a it also has a shotgun that shoots screwdrivers. It, doesn't it shoot something else as well? No, it just shoots screwdrivers. It shoots three of them. Just it's them. really good. Um uh yeah, he's good. Just everyone in this movie. There is a scene where uh the bio monster Funky Boy comes on and destroys a lot of things and almost does an incident. So this Captain America looking asshole who is like trying to kill all the racers, uh, 
becomes a bio monster himself and fights it in just in the middle of this race. Also, and then they completely forget it about it. Like once they leave that area, it's done. <laughs> also, the line fire the hyper disintegrant at Funky Bowl. It it's it's really good. Yeah, okay, but what about months. we can't let them find Funky Boy? Just naming a bioweapon Funky Boy is brilliant. It's yeah, also great to know... Funky Boy's lair. It's also great to know that the entire reason that Funky Boy was freed is pure fucking idiocy. Yep. Yep. Well, this is a minefield, so clearly I'm going to go under it. Oh no, they had buried a bioweapon under the minefield. Who could have guessed? Oh no, I've crashed my car into the bioweapon and woken it up. And somehow yeah, he's still alive after that. The story writer, the dirty cop who is also a gorilla. And cheating on his wife. Terminator 2 just goes, whoops, I, I'm going to do a sweet bro in Hella Jeff and keep falling down the fucking stairs. And here's a giant yellow liquid baby singularities. Yeah. And then they nuke it from orbit with the space laser. And then it comes back. <laughs> but it lives. Uh, speaking of which, the space laser. Single piece of its body. Yeah, the space laser is the single most loud and intense noise in the entire fucking film. So, so good. Yeah. Um, trying to think of any other characters. Uh, also, uh, the leader of the Robo World. Yeah. Uh, also, this has one of my favorite things in sci-fi thing is when you get the really weird restaurant scene. <laughs> Where you got the wiggly spaghetti. The spaghetti worms, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hexagonal spaghetti Hexagonal, worms. Hexagonal, yeah. It's great. It's it's really good. Also, the man who eats all of them in front of both JP and Sanashi. While blatantly flirting with Sanashi. Oh, Shinkai, right? Yeah. Trava's yeah. buddy. And then how casual he is about Trava showing up getting beat up by a guy who gets stronger when he cries. A friend of theirs, even. It, uh, oh, yeah, we just we just defected from the this horrible authoritarian place that we're going back to to race. No biggie. It's also great because Shinkai is also voiced by Tony Oliver, who is the uh, main English voice actor of Lupin the Third, who very much fits. Uh, yeah, there is. The, I I just love the characters in this movie. They're all really good. Um, I think that's probably it for me. So let's uh go back around. Uh, Torpo, I return. <laughs> um, fuck. I was gonna say something. Brain. Uh, so you didn't actually really talk about the other racers, did you, Lolo? Uh, because I think. Oh, yeah. There was the um. There's the two twin like characters. I can't remember the twins, but like the two the bonbons. Yeah, the bonbons. They're not who... twins, actually. Everyone on Planet Supergrass looks the fucking same. Yeah, those two racers, uh, which are great because they know they start out in a car that looks kind of like everyone else's until it's not. <laughs> uh in which it turns into uh a sixties ass era like robo lady complete with what was it missile missile titties? No, no pilot seat. Alright. I knew it had something. I <laughs> yeah, forgot about it, that part. It's it's why when we're watching it, I even said, like, which do you think is worse? This or the cockpit from uh from Zone of the Enders? Yeah. Exactly the same. It's oh that was all I was saying. The really nice thing about the Superboyings is that clearly over-the-top titillation fan service, but even then, they can't resist going as extra as possible 
and having it grab a fighter jet out of the air. I mean, from the get-go, they're shown... another one to death. Yeah. They're shown to be, like, over-the-top jokey fan servicey, where they, in their fucking interview, they appear naked and, and just have a fur coat on. Yeah. And then do stupid faces for the camera, because they're fucking idiots. <laughs> so they break the ice at parties. Exactly. It's terrifying. Can we talk also, about... Also... Uh, can we talk about the way uh, Torpo referred to this a little bit? When, when Lynchman and his sidekick Johnny Boya uh, infiltrated the hyper-disintegrator cannon in orbit to sabotage it, Lynchman had little noise space helmets, so his radic inside of it. Uh, it's also important to note that when they sabotaged it, not only did they scratch up the lens, but, like, Lynchman even left fucking graffiti on there, too. Because <laughs> uh, the important thing to know about Lynchman is that uh, him and Johnny Boya are, are bounty hunters, essentially. Even though they look evil, they're actually just bounty hunters, so they're still evil. But uh, <laughs> they they were working for the Red Line Committee as part of a job to sabotage the Space Laser, because the Red Line Committee knew that the Space Laser would fucking wreck the race. And it didn't. Just Funky Boy. Just Funky Boy. Well, to be fair, they were going to shoot down the, uh, the, the Red Line Committee's giant ship that can also jump in, uh, in atmosphere, which caused them to freak the fuck out. Uh, and also, they violate our airspace using navigational technology that only exists in theory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, it's important to mention that the the princess uh, of Planet Supergrass uh, is a fucking wizard. <laughs> yep. Alien planet ruled by magic wizards. Uh, and they're intentionally, that hmm? yeah, the all ladies and they all look exactly the fucking same. It's great. Uh, but no, she she even like remotely pilots fighters to just spray paint the endpoint of the race in a giant red strip that when you look closer is just the word red line over and over. <laughs> so it's good. Red line. Uh, but yeah, so like all of the all of the racers have their own like personality and even get their time to shine, uh, and they're all pretty fun. I'd argue the one who gets the least is the dirty cop. He doesn't really get much screen time. Good, the best. Probably. Yes, I'm just saying, like, of all the characters, he gets very little. Superboyans don't get much either. Uh, it's mostly just for the start of the race. Which also, I am perfect. But, uh, just in general, I, I will say, I also appreciate that the movie isn't solely about Sweet JP. Like, he's barely there. He's only, he's only like, focused on for, like, a quarter of the movie at most. Uh, and it's it's actually kind of nice that it's just about the entire race and not just this one dipshit in his souped-up Trans Am. It's important to note that Sweet JP, all he drives is a souped-up Trans Am. With no weapons. With no weapons, which is why he's nicknamed Sweet. Because he, he doesn't want anything to drag him down, also. Yeah, he, he says it's about the race, not about hurting people. He just really loves to drive. He fucking loves to drive. But just, uh, in general, I, I do still enjoy Sweet JP as a main character, though. He's he's pretty pretty fun. Uh, and I deeply appreciate how his car doesn't just drive like a normal fucking car, because that wouldn't be any fun. Like, uh, as, as uh, Max mentioned earlier, uh, literally the first thing he does in the red line race is activate his nitro, which then makes him spin at high speeds and skip across the fucking water. Like, oh no, there's a water trap. How do I get over it? Welp. 
spin really fast. Yeah, forget the vomit comet. The G forces come up to fucking atoms, and it's great. No, it would. Yeah, it just would have been a. a it'd be great. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's all I have to say for. All right, meander again. All right, Max. Um, just one thing I just really love relating to the characters again is is also sort of touched on is how every single one of them fills a different role and is a different type, but you get enough information about them. This movie is only 102 minutes. It's not even a two hour movie. So you don't get a whole lot of time with the characters, but you get their personalities, their jobs, their theme songs, um, and just so much out of them, even despite the little focus that is there. Um, Because ultimately, while it is, while JP is the protagonist, the story is about Redline. It is about the race and all of the people. Everyone has their motivations for this. Everyone's got... There are various different cars which do different things. There is no repetition in the wide variety of alien types, car types, everything, and nothing repeats. There's just so much to see and take in overall in the whole movie. And it just, like Chachi says, it just it starts and it does not stop. Also, I really appreciate that all the aliens look like aliens. They're not just humans with a few bumpy parts or bigger things. They are very alien. They are little onion-headed people or tiny little gremlins. You know, gorilla policeman. Yeah, uh, actually, there are so many fucking different character designs over the course of the movie. It must have been a nightmare to set all that up. And how long was this introduction? Seven years, all hand-animated. Yeah. (laughs) And it paid off, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Definitely did. Okay. Um, you good? Yep, I'm good. All right, uh, Def. This is the kind of movie that could only exist as an anime. Like, I feel like if you tried to make this as, like, a live-action movie or whatever, it would not work out at all. Yeah, the heavy, like, stylization really lends to the, the, the energy and the, just everything, the action and everything. And it's just, it would be hard to emulate otherwise. Like, the closest thing I could think of that would match this kind of energy is they keep intimating that the Fast and the Furious movie is going to go into space at some point. (laughs) I mean, Hobbs and Shaw is, like, real close. They're real close to it. It Kind of, but it's it lacks that insanity. Yeah. It's fucking chaos. A big gap in the level of madness between the two, but it's like the closest thing still. Probably. It's hard to pick one, but there's one that really early in the film, after P cracks up at his hospital bed, bound up, Frisbee comes by to give him his dirty money from the con, and he doesn't get to leave because literally every reporter on the planet bursts in, and they're physically crushing each other crawling over one another to try to get the besh and squash of like nine reporters all cheek to cheek smashed against each other shoving micro it's a really really good again there's no and there are no repeated designs everyone's probably a good and it's longer than the scene shit that happens yeah um like i was just thinking of it the only thing that i could think of that could possibly like, I don't even know, like, even if you did this in, like, 3D animated, I don't think it would, it definitely would not have the same level of fidelity that this does. 
This would not be cool in CGI. Even as stylistic as it is, the fact that it's animated adds so much to it. Okay, yeah, good. Yep. All right, Chachi. Holy smokes, we could probably keep going forever, but if, um, the only proper way to watch this film is with friends. You can watch it by yourself, but every additional person in the audience adds to it. This is definitely, if you haven't got anybody to sit around with, still plunk your ass down and watch Redline. It's perfectly legit. But if you've got even just all sort of point and hoot at the at the screen together, it's it's so much better than friend film. A great way to spend a, an hour and you know even contemporary cinema prices are probably the amount of sh- from just like the ever loving. Just a fucking shot of adrenaline. It's great. Yeah, I would get, when you if you get a chance to see it in theaters, it's almost like you're in the crowd at one of the races watching it pass by. It's about really to die. Movie. Yeah. Money's on Machine Head, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That brings up a good question. Since both since both JP and Sadashi technically won the race, how does the betting pool work for that? That's something I always wonder every time we watch it. Like, how do the bookies fix this? <laughs> I would imagine... I, I, I would think that they would probably consider Sanashi knocked out. Uh, my my question for you though, well, because it was JP's vehicle that they rode in. Uh, also, I would argue there technically there's a lot of questions raised at the end that do not get answered, and that's perfectly fine. There but are, also, why were they floating off? That don't get answered in general. Um, what what that... happened to the two of them? Why were they floating off? Well, they were going to the winner's circle. No, you. Mm, they were going to the great. <laughs> They're going to the great winter circle in the sky is what's happening. <laughs> the movie is just unapologetic and not explaining itself. Yeah, it's like it, a random character joins the race at one point. Yeah, and yeah they, I was, I was the, about to say. The announcers just pick up it. There, yep, there he is in, in this place. Like he wasn't even a race to start. He didn't yeah, qualify. Like, but there would, he is. He's a racer now. Uh, yes, the, the the one of the commentators who just sounds like he did a fat line of cocaine off the toilet before coming in. I mean, he straight up says, what, what's the line that he's tweaking? He's tweaking so-, so hard his teeth itch. Which, going back to the English translation, they nailed that character so good because the commentary for the, the subtitles is just sort of mediocre for that. But I'm tweaking so hard my teeth itch. Holy crap. Yeah. Also, I did appreciate the two commentators. One was fucking goddamn losing his mind high as a kite, and the other one was just super chill, just happy to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The old man who used to be in this sport, but is now just sort of on the backfield. The first winner. Yep. He's the John Madden. Um. Are right, you good? All right, Carnival. I just. I guess I would always just have to say it's like this is the best, probably the closest thing. Like if why we're watching this in our like strange things, like this is the closest thing we'll ever get to a proper F zero F zero feeling anything animated. Because like I'm sure the F zero anime, anime. I mean, sure the anime exists, <laughs> but the, the anime, fucking anime. The anime is more of a crime show than about actual racing. And punching a hole in the Milky Way, yeah. Yeah, so like the actual get the closest feel of the actual racing, this is what we're gonna get. So it's like 
Especially considering F Zero is dead. Apologies yep. to Risen. Yeah, F Zero is dead. <laughs> it's super dead. It is incredibly dead, and it will never come back. Um, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to elaborate on that? Nah. Okay. Well, I would say. So I'm trying to think. I think we're probably starting to run out of things to talk about. Like, I know we could talk about this for a while, but I think in terms of uh, having uh, basically talking about it enough to kind of, you know, showcase it, I think we've kind of hit the point. So. But I want uh, to talk about the feeling of speed, how everything feels but, so fast and only faster. Didn't we already kind of talk about that? Talked about energy, but not speed. <laughs> But no, it's good. What feels the need? Yeah. The need for speed. Uh, yes. Look, all I'm saying is just don't listen to Eurobeat while you're driving, kids. <laughs> I've learned this it. lesson. Um, did anyone have any specific things they wanted to bring up? Uh, just real quick, while looking at the Wikipedia page, apparently Frisbee is just a nickname. His actual name is Joshua Flathead. Wow, it's somehow worse. <laughs> Fuck, no wonder he went with... Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> so, it's funny that, that Torpo plaintively cried out for a chance to talk about speed. Um, and I want to do this in a way that I think can dovetail. So, I'll go, I'll go with a moment earlier in the movie. I think that Torpo can pick in the yellow line red. Some of the things that the racers do... The racers are moving so damn fast that missiles, which are usually moving faster than the speed of sound to begin with appear to be moving slowly, like to the tune of, you know, maybe Nikita rockets in Metal Gear Solid slow. You know, they'll just, they'll just get there and, and you have time to dodge because they're just, you're going that damn fast. Also, and the then, people who fired on that point blank. Torpo knows what I'm talking about. Tell him about Lynchman. What, what do you mean, tell him about Lynchman? You know the moment. You mean when they launch, like, the fucking beetle horns into the goddamn wall and use it to pull them across the fucking water? A little bit later than that. Um, I'm referring specifically to the moment where the Volton forces catch up to Lynchman and Johnny Boya. Oh god, yes, and Lynchman fucking falls out of the car and has to run to catch up to the car. And he does. Johnny Boya doesn't slow down. Lynchman catches up to his own car, which we know that's traveling at least two times the speed of sound. It's so good. And that's re that really just plays into just the incredible, like, chaotic feeling of the whole movie, and just that incredible energy, and I, I love it so much. But just, like, in general, the, the movie is absolutely fantastic at capturing that incredible feeling of speed. Just everything moves and happens so fast, and only just keeps happening faster. Like, as I said, it's it's... This non-stop rising action throughout the whole fucking movie. And it's just, it it's unrelenting in its pace and only gets faster. Up to the very end, where they are literally rocketing through the fucking finish line. Tearing apart their vehicles in an effort to go faster. And it's absolutely amazing. Returning real quick concept of textured money. Texture is a thing that happens throughout, and you see this first starters in yellow in the yellow line race but you see it a whole lot more in red line um every time somebody pops their nitro they physically deforces cause their face to ripple with just how hard their meat adds again to the center you don't just see the car go 
woo, and suddenly start moving faster relative to the stuff around it. The car is suddenly moving so fast that it's having trouble maintaining control, and it bounces around like it's on the same time before it goes faster. It's, it's so good. Also, just, like, every fucking movement they make, like, you see them fucking uh, fishtailing all over the place every time they speed up. Yeah. Just that complete loss of control initially. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's good. Feels good. <laughs> Feels good, sounds good, tastes good. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, this is... I feel like this is probably going to be an easy one to rank. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did anyone else have anything to add? No. Uh, uh, yeah. Alright. Mostly just the end. Love. Or after they... Yes, love. It's really good. It makes also no... secretly a love story. Yep, from the very beginning. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It even ends with the giant sign just saying love as they float through the sky. I, I still own On fire. On fire. They're probably dead. Making out. They're definitely Probably. Dead. Yeah. I do uh, another just the, a great part of just showing how fast everything is going is at one point they've been chased across the planet basically by the military and eventually when everyone is just popping their nitro just going as fast as possible to get to the end the the military just stops and goes we can't do this no no they say fuck this yeah they're too fast <laughs> yeah that's kind of how i'd be if i was in that race and of just how fast everything is going also yeah because it's like the last thing is just like a straight vertical incline yeah, you gotta go up. <laughs> gotta get up to get down. Uh, I, I will say one other thing, though, really quick, which is, uh, just, uh, as Shashi mentioned, like, there's no wasted details, like, to the point where fucking JP's ducktail hairstyle is a literal plot point because it's what mm -hmm. wins them the fucking race at the very end. Mm-hmm. Wins it by a hair, literally. Uh, and it's just, uh, like, I, I love it. There's Everything another... has a purpose in this, no matter how small it seems. Or, or like uh, how early on, JP uh, before the race he, he had rented, uh, basically, I assume rented out a, a really fucking ugly motorcycle, motorcycle, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me, and brought that over. And obviously, he wasn't using it during the race, but also when Spider Grandpa needs to get over to the mafiosos uh, to shoot them the fuck up, he steals that motorcycle and hauls ass over. Paul's ass uses it to batter into the building they're in. And then, and then just immediately, immediately shoots him in the eyes. Yes. So, and, and I mean, there, so reminder, there are three people that Old Man Mole kills in that scene in the span of about 10 seconds. The first one dies because he bashes his motorcycle all the way in one wall and out the other, partially embedding it in the wall and kicking that guy out over a 100-story drop. The second person gets shot with two screwdrivers, and the third person should get shot with the third screwdriver. Yeah, it's a great detail in that it's like the, the mafia, like the mafia boss who gets shot. Uh, and you see him put his hand up to block it. Uh, but then basically the screwdriver just goes straight through it. It just impales him in the head. Uh, but then after he like falls down, you see the, the, the severed finger just kind of float through the air, just kind of falling down. It's also really great because the woman who had given him the cocaine gum job just a second ago. Just, uh, just fucking leaves. Bye. <laughs> he just fucking leaves. It's great. She's like, I'm, I'm out. For you. 
I also do like the touch that the mafioso is the driver that inspired JP to start racing in the first place. Yeah. Of the vibe that I get because you see him with two girls in the flashbacks to the 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 guy that inspired him and the the mafia leader is always with two girls. So I was always in the impression that the 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 driver the the driver that inspired them, you know, this rich, powerful guy with beautiful women on both arms, ends up being the antithesis of who he wants to be. I, I I don't know if I got the same vibe, but I can a little bit of weight to that, especially since this is something Torpo mentioned while we were watching the film. The entire time is on camera. His monocle is being brightly gold, and it's the only thing about him other than the flash on his fingers that's glowing anymore. Whereas when he's idle in flashbacks, everything about him is gold. He's grossly impossibly a way to imply that he's been tarnished by a criminal lifestyle. It's an interesting perspective. I, I don't know if that's necessarily a thing, but I could buy it. They are the same person. He's definitely fallen in good ways. Oh, is that is that so? That's cool. Which also shows no matter how many times you see this movie, there's always something new to pick up in it. Like, it is not a deep movie at all, but it has... It has so much more depth than you think. Yes. I don't know. I, I would contend that the film actually has a decent amount of depth. It's just not the kind of depth our traditional Oscar bait, where there's a lot of there's a lot of unearned pace and and heavy-handed, high-minded stuff. The film goes places. It's a love story. It's talking about the redemption, you know, revenge, romance, both pure ideal. There's all sorts of different textures to the narrative. Everybody like uh, or Lolo, I mean, more than one person have said this is the thing. So I don't want to call anybody out for her, but but everybody has at least one motivation. For many of them, because they are these lawyers, they just want to prove they're the best. But a lot of them also hold on to what they feel is they're entitled to. You know, Machine Head's whole thing is that he's the winner, he's the king to an extent, his own family. Sona, she wants to win Redline. That's her whole thing to live up to, and she's been working at it her whole life. She's not going to give up on it. Leaky and Todoroki are there to fuck shit up. Um, Hamish, Gory Rider, has got something to prove. One, because he wants to, he wants to show that he's better than the red line where he uses criminals. And two, he's kind of swinging his dick a little bit for the woman he's having an affair with. And it just goes on and on. Everybody has all of these on the surface that are frankly fairly well established literary mechanisms. Like I, I, I really, I think this movie has a lot of. of I, I will say, like, to go into some of the other ones, I mean, Lynchman is just, he's a fucking bounty hunter and he wants the goddamn money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the, the Superboys are actually an interesting one, because they just want to make their princess happy. Just make her proud. Yeah. For the they don't prize. even want the prize, they just want to win. Which is kind of kind of great. Yeah, that's the other thing about the Superboys, is they're kind of vapid, but also, they care deeply about their planet and their princess. Something else, it's, too, is that like you said, Chachi, they've all got their motives and stuff. But when all push comes to shove at the end, they were all just kind of chill with like the end result. Because even like Machine Head, who was all like pumped up and screaming at JP towards the end, he was just fine when he, after he lost. He was just like, oh, good stuff. It's respect. Hmm. Yeah. There's always next year. Or however often they do Red Line. I think they said Red Line was like once every. It's some fairly large number. It's like between four and. It's it's a while because they have apparently have a shitload of qualifying races. <laughs> I, I think 
I think we've said enough. Yeah. Yeah. We could probably just... keep going, but yeah. All right. Uh, did any last call for anything? Quick thing they want to bring up? No, no, you're stop. Chachi okay. is actually covering his mouth. Stop. Okay. Pin okay. Chachi down. We 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 are okay. We are going to transition to ranking this now. So we are going to rank this on our uh, one to twenty-one scale uh, with a couple extras. Um, so we are uh, doing this in a way that uh, one is considered absolute mastercraft and cannot be or is very hard to improve. I shouldn't say cannot be improved because very few things can't be improved. Uh, and twenty-one, uh, which is complete garbage, not even ironically fun to watch. So. Um, just a reminder, there is the three extras, which are, uh, I have a feeling they are not necessary, but also do remember that they exist. So, Carnival, what's your ranking? One. Okay. Chachi, what's your ranking? I'm going to keep, um, I will not go low. The has sincere merit. Okay, one to two. Okay, Death. One. Okay, Max. One. All right, Torpo. Made my feelings apparent, but one. All right. <laughs> um, I think we got pretty much unanimous because um, I was also going to say one. Uh, this movie's fantastic. I think I might actually put a uh, thing at the beginning just saying, hey, we ranked this one. Uh, watch this now if you don't want to get spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. We, we attempted to not spoil at the beginning. You kind of can't avoid it, so... Yeah. I might, for the first time, have to put a hey, this actually, this is actually something you might not have seen. If you have not seen this, actually go watch it. Seriously, holy crap, this movie's really good. Just buffer the start of the action broadcast for like an hour of just, dude, watch the damn movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll just probably put something at the very beginning when I do my little intro. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do not have any... Uh, any issues with putting this at a one, putting it right next to Die Hard. Because boy, howdy, this movie is... Yeah. Like, I'm not a person who really enjoys experiencing this heatedly. I like to spread out and see multiple movies, play various videos. I've seen Redline three times already this year, and I'm good for a four. And the year's yeah. barely yeah. half over. I've, I've seen it like three times already this year. Yeah. Well, let's see, what would... What do I have? Sci-fi. Um, let's see, because we have Marshall. That's Isol's life. Not sports. It's action. a sports movie. Yeah, sports. Eh, I guess. Yeah, it, I guess it is. Wait, racing is a sport. Well, the problem is, do I have? Do I not have sports? I might not have sports. Why stuff. do you not have fucking sports movies? Because <laughs> I wasn't Yo. thinking that we'd cover. <laughs> we're not exactly watching a whole lot of sports movies and there there are many but, uh, okay actually especially considering the thing that we are watching in oh i don't know yeah about... what the fuck lola <laughs> yeah um yeah i will go ahead and put sport there even that not was planning on ranking top gun i don't know if you have already but like it's a beach volleyball movie with fighter jets you've got to yeah. got to have sports ready for that i mean in Oh, let's see. In uh, two weeks from now, we're going to be watching *Chariots of Fire*, which is incredibly a sports movie. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, so we'll. I will put. I will put in sport there. Uh, there is no undeniable to uh, question. Uh, the tone is cool. 
Yes. Is yes. So yeah. fucking cool. Unless you've got a tone that is just pure chaos. Uh, I think cool is probably good. Now I think about it, does it even have any issue with flashing lights? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it did. Think of. It didn't. No. Which so, is incredible. Ed is marching up to and there's a bunch of cameras. Even that, I mean, if you didn't point it out, I, I can't offensive to yeah. the senses. Uh, also, also, the thing is, there is, I'll, I'll mark it, there is some slight gore. Uh, uh, there's also uh, some titty. There is, I don't even know if I'd call that, like, there's it technically exists. They show Nip multiple times. Oh, yeah. Some of she just standing around, no shirt on. I suppose I will mark that. Because I was yeah, not just I lounging was, around in nothing but panties watching I was, the news. I was thinking of not even noting that because it's just such a like nonchalant thing, scene. But yeah, but I feel it worth listing there if we're gonna list stuff. other stuff. Yeah. Okay. Also, I would... uh, I'd say thumbs up across the board. Yeah, thumbs up across yeah, the board. Yeah. So. I'm so just to point out what the things are. So we have. Let me get the thumbs up ready. So we have music. The music's really good. We have charm. The charm is fantastic. We have the cinematography. The cinematography is fantastic. Story. Okay, you know maybe, we can skip that. Maybe not so. Action. Absolutely. No. Um, the story is great. art. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I think story's good. Eh, yeah, you know what? Just, just you know what? So the problem is, there's no nuance for the story one because that, that we're, if we're just matter. talking like characters and all that, yeah, yeah, I would agree actually, 100%. yeah, actually, characters, you know, characters part of that. I should say story and writing. I yeah, should writing say. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, right. uh okay. Yay or nay? Uh, well, definitely this made with abundant love. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I gotta find the Seven okay. years, hand drawn. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, see. okay how about fucking just plain fun see, yeah just plain cool just plain cool yeah <laughs> yeah it, get, it gets those and there's nothing i can think for now yeah um yeah so let me yeah, yeah, like, even like for just real quick the audio balancing like everything is as loud as it needs to be like, like nothing's too loud or too quiet yeah it's loud on purpose i just bounce back and forth between the Oh, God damn it! I just undid. Okay, there. That is as much as Redline could possibly get. Um, yeah, it is a well-deserved one. Um, yeah. I think we have covered that. So, uh, before we talk about what we're doing next, uh, Carnival, uh, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me at, I guess we'll see you in Redline... <laughs> We'll find, well, I guess we'll see you whenever we can find the existence of Travel Fist Planet in good quality. Yeah. Uh, Chachi. Uh, you know what? Uh, just, to, just for giggles, I'm going to also include uh, I'm going to also include Max in this. <laughs> Make it easy. So, hi. Uh, I'm Max. He's Chachi. We're, we're a um, husband and wife team of streamers. And uh, you can find us at twitch.tv slash Chachi. You can find me on Twitter at, at Max and Chachi. You can find me at uh, Chachi underscore. Um, I'd also like to plug your local animal shelter. Also plug, I, I don't know, everybody. This is a movie that, that fills you with joy. Yep. Um, Death. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash deathmaster 7 Rip Mixer. I do streams <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays and sometimes Fridays. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash deathmasters. All right, uh, Torpo. 
Twitch.tv slash Tarp and Typist. Maybe one day I'll finally fucking finish a one dragon. Eventually. Next so week. Close. No, next fucking week. Hey, it'll be too late for this, but next fucking week. Yes, hopefully the the day after this episode airs, you might be able to see that. <laughs> I'll be free. Also, fuck you, Lolo. Fuck you. <laughs> Don't mite me anything. I'm finishing that game even if it kills me. Uh, also on Twitter at TorpidTypist. Uh, and I I would like to plug Lolo nuts. <laughs> All right. We also have to plug the cars, the holes in the cars after fucking using the nitro boost. It's fine. Nobody died. Car. And nobody died. Nobody died. Nobody with the name died. Yes. All right. So, since we, since season one was not as long as I thought it would be, uh, we in season two is too long to cover in a single episode. Uh, rather than move on to season two of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, next week we are talking about the first movie, which is going to be a completely different energy than what we just watched. <laughs> Actually, the energy is going to be... It's its going to be different for a while. Actually, actually, see what else we got next. Oh, I'm, I mean, the energy will not be as intense, but it will also change into a different format later on but nonetheless that is later on so uh with that i guess we're done so thank you all for listening if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the media delta list tab if you would like to watch media delta's sister show retro rank rhapsody you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.